Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You'll steal your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Feliz Navidad. What's up, fool podcast? Welcome to the What's Up, fool podcast with Felipe Esparza, Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. And sometimes Lisa over here. Sometimes. <laughs> right here. Right here chilling. Fact checking. Facts checking. <laughs> Give us some question, lady. <laughs> no, please. I have no question. All right. <laughs> question number five, six, What's seven. up, everybody? Upcoming show hey. this weekend, March 30. Austin, Texas at Paramount Theater. This show is sold out. Unless you come by yourself, there will be a ticket for you. Yeah, there's a few single tickets left. Single ticket. You're a solo vino. But like huh. under 20 tickets left or something yeah. like that. Third wheel style. March 31st, Atlanta, Georgia at the Variety Playhouse. Only 200 tickets left. So you better hurry up and get those tickets. <laughs> ATL. There's more than 200. So. Okay. okay, so then hurry up, man. Yeah. April 5th. Fayetteville, Arkansas at University of Arkansas. That's a free show. Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Anybody around there, man, just show up. It's a free show. Nothing fancy. Just me by myself doing an hour and then leaving after that. <laughs> April 12th to the 14th, New Cute. Brunswick, New Jersey at Stress Factory. Yeah, what's up? New Jersey. Puerto Ricans, show up, please. Oh. April 20th, Albuquerque, New Mexico. At the Isleta Resort, Isleta Resort, May 5th, Thunder Valley Casino in Sacramento area, Lincoln, California. All right. Lots of more dates. Check out FelipeWorld.com slash tour for all the shows, dates, ticket links. What's up, fool? Chilling, dog. How you feeling, dog? What's up, fool, man? What's up with people talking about? Like, hey, man, we should get together and... Have dinner before the show, and then all of a sudden they they, they they're gonna go here to the show. Yeah, don't worry, dog. I already ate. How about bro? You leave my food at my hotel room. I take it. You leave. I go eat it. Yeah, man. Okay, linger. Sneaky awful. foods like they don't like they don't know all the tricks. Oh my god, dude. Like I used to do that shit, bro. Hang around with my uncles and my cousins right before they go to Disneyland. See if they take me. <laughs> with would they? Hell no. Oh, fool, cheap ass uncle, dog. Just look at me and go, you can have the rest of the beans and burritos there. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Watch the house. We'll see you later. <laughs> oh, dude. How many hit food hit you up the last minute? Dude, a grip of them, dude. Flacco calling two hours before the show. Oh, my Sorry, God. Sorry, brother. There's no stretcher out here for you. <laughs> Hey, you know what killed me at the end of all the shows, you Or you hit up Rizzo, you're all right, we'll call Flacco. We're ready now. <laughs> after everything is done. Man. You want to hang out, bro? We'll hang out after the show. <laughs> I know, huh? I want to be at the event. Man, it goes me and my roommate. How about just you? I know, man. Why are you going to bring uh, a roommate? I would just say me and my caretaker. 
Everyone wants that plus one on top of getting themselves in. Fuck. All of a sudden. I got a little he, entourage. He didn't know that the show was been, been promoted since he was in the fucking hospital. I said, what, dude? From if you would have come from the hospital and say, hey, can you reserve me two tickets? <laughs> I might be out of the hospital by then. I would have done it. Yeah. But two hours before the show, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't was, give two tickets to my mom if she asked for two, two tickets. Bro. <laughs> I know you won't. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm making that announcement now that if you haven't reached out to me three days before the show, I I can't help you. I can't help you. Sorry. Because it's just it, this LA show. I mean, we first of all we put on a hell of a show, okay? And I have to say we because it was a group effort. It was like we we had a lot of people on that show. There were a lot of people backstage, and I don't like that. I mean, it was because we had East of the River opening. They were great. And, they had uh, 10 motherfuckers with them. They were eight <laughs> people on stage plus a DJ, nine people. And then they had like a merch person right. and like somebody taking photos. And it was like, okay, 11 people backstage in one dressing room. Like that's hard to control. And they were really cool though. They, they were great. And they were, they behaved, you know, like they, that was their first big show at a theater and stuff. So they weren't sure like what to do. So they were very polite and everything. And um, Jay was great, very professional, but... Yeah, it was a lot of, there were a lot of moving parts to that weekend. So all these people blowing up my phone and trying to get tickets in the last minute, including family. And I was like, dude, this is not the time. <laughs> I don't want to pick up a call. I'm already ignoring calls and emails coming through right now. And I'm trying to like pack and get everything down there, get the merch all set. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. So no more. Then we have all these agents, bro. Why they call besides our agents? And they, yeah, <laughs> like, they want to. Well, with ICM, okay. <laughs> but not and, and not just that. It's like TV people that want to work with you and stuff, and so they want to come. But Felipe hates meeting with people before the show. Hates it. It throws off your vibe. Yeah, right? you what they hate more, bro, is a photo shoot before the show. <laughs> <laughs> you agreed to that ahead of time. I cleared that with you. But you have to be in your right place. That photo though. shoot, man, helped motherfuckers were coming inside, bro. It did, though. It, <laughs> it looked did. busy. It was too packed. Nobody could come in. In that room, dude. Oh, my God, dude. But there's That's always funny. a lot of hangers on, man. Luis Guzman showed up. Papa. Louis, Louis Papa. Yeah, with his daughter. Who's my taller dog. than him. <laughs> then he disappeared. We had to find him. Oh, my God, dude. Where was he at? He went to have a seat. He yeah, was sitting. He, to, he was he sitting to, and watching the show. He went show. to the seat. Yeah. But it's like we told him that he's going to bring you up, dog. Then Jay Lamont solo. Yo, what's going on, yo? Luckily, one of the security guards was knew who Louie was. And he was like, oh, he's sitting right over here. I was like, awesome. Go get him, please. So it was hard searching for him in the yeah. dark and like couldn't see anybody. And it was a cool-ass last show, too, with him and um, Russell Peters bringing you up. Yeah, man. That was sweet, dude. Are you uh, done? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny when Russell would try to go to a bed. And they, they, he's like, are you done? <laughs> you finished? Hey, as soon you as got it out of your head. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, that fool's funny, dog. As soon as they seen him, they went crazy, though. Crazy, huh? Dude, they love that fool. Like, it seemed like he got, not that he didn't get love in New York. Please, he hosted the he show. Got but uh, once they seen him in L.A., it was yeah, different, it was different yeah, they weren't dude. expecting it. L.A., L.A., like, so. they love all that, like, fucking Carlitos way shit. All like, dude, that it's shit, like, forget dude. Pachanga, that character. I, I, I think if Luis Guzman were to go up and bring me up in a show in Europe, they would fucking go crazy. Yeah, yeah. dude. Because they love gangster shit. Bro. Yeah, and he was, like, he was all dressed to the T, so was Russell, dog, so it was fucking sweet. I we had a, pa- a bag of chaclita ready, bro. <laughs> 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 he was cool, though, dog. 
Yeah, Russell, it's so funny. Russell always looks like he could easily, like, go walk onto a yacht and he'd be dressed appropriately. Yeah, he had, like, those, like, uh, what, like, Jordan Spearies or something? But they had, like, wingtip uh, fringe on the top. Just like Thurston Howell. Yeah, it was like a nice Those shoes are no joke, though. Oh, dude, those shoes are probably, what, 2,500 bucks or something? I have no idea. A couple thousand bucks for sure. I'll be taking, if I had those shoes, bro, you you, you only see those shoes on stage (laughs) and on carpet. Oh, yeah, totally. I know. He had that, like, you know, that sweater he had. Like I don't know. Well, he probably writes it off. Oh please! Well, of course he writes it oh, off. Fucking hip hop. Every, every uh, entertainer needs to write off their clothes. There was yeah. so Mr. Rogers. Everybody was trying to squeeze in the marijuana brand to you. Huh? Oh my god, dude! Shout out to Backyard Extra, extra <laughs> by the way. No, they, they were actually really they good. They got to you. They don't know that we don't smoke the same. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to E Zone. E Zone. Uh, but uh, how was that stuff? You liked it? Which one? That uh, backyard extra, that, those joints? Oh, ba- yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's It smelled like... Um, it smelled good right some away. Some bud huh? I got a long time ago, bro, in in, in the like in New York. When me and, me and uh, Gabriel were going around all these little the bodegas, bodegas asking, and we found that. And, that. and that stuff smelled like something we got a long time ago from your dude, too. Okay, hell yeah. You remember smells of weed. Yeah, yeah. dude, like, man. Little, like, they come back. Like, somebody will have that strain, that seed, and it'll mix it perfectly, or it'll be that uh, one. The, only, the only one I recognize is sour diesel, because I can't stand it, but because I got so sick off maybe, of it. Maybe I it never was thought sour that, diesel. I never thought that was good, that yeah. bomb-ass weed. Sour diesel, like, I feel like they, right before they give it to you, they put an orange peel in it, so you can smell like orange. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> they do that shit a lot, dude. Somebody told me that back then in the old days, they used to fake Thai butter. Yeah, for they would just They'll wrap put it on a fake ass wet, stick. wet, oh, and then man. it'll dry that way. Yeah. Food must get punched up. Huh? Yeah, because you can tell because uh, <laughs> the the uh, the branch of the marijuana leaf, it's not like a circle, dude. It has a little. Dude, man. What's up, fool? Fucking um, the guy from east of the river, they killed it, huh? Yeah, dude. I didn't even good, know dude. that I knew half their family. Yeah, dude. And you know, what was cool, I mean, I'm going to burn that last story you were telling, but. That one about a homeboy shooting. Dofies. Dude, that was a badass story. And then the second night when you told it, um, that that night, dude, that fucking shit like was crazy. It was, it was crazy perfect. though. Like I, I, I would like I never forget that I was doing a, I was doing stand up, but undercover. Like, I would, like nobody knew I was doing stand up. I just came on a rehab, and I would go do the stand up with um, the first time I went with Ronald. No, Rodney Enos, bro. Damn. Shout out to Rodney, man. If you're in Arizona, Pima Papa go all the way. He he was he was my sidekick. I didn't want to go alone. He drove with me to the gig, and then I killed it. And then another time, I went with another guy named Ruben. Shout out to Ruben. And um, then then um, I, I took it going with different people. Then I then I started bringing more people to the open mic. Then it became like everybody from the projects after the open mic because they wanted to come. They weren't doing shit, dude. Right. So. And then one night I would do. There was a comedy contest at the Alcapulco restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard and La Brea, I think, or whatever it was. And um, I needed heads. I wanted to win hundred dollars, <laughs> so I called the full name Dofis or Dofo Nunez, I guess. No, no Nunez. He'll get mad. Miranda, uh, I think. Miranda. Right? I don't know. Miranda. Is, uh, it's, oh, um, that's his, his dad. Well, I, I forgot his name, but uh, his last name. But that fool showed up. They were like sixty deep, bro. All in the same car. <laughs> Hog, you know that fool that was here. We had his brother here, um, young Milani. 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 Milani's brother, brother showed up. His little brother, and I won, dog. Hell yeah! Then that fool that that, that was like the. It's funny, like like I was beginning to do, to do stand up comedy. These guys were still gang banging, you know, whatever. But that was cool that 
for for a little while we were going the same way, you know, like they never been to a comedy show, but they were following me around because I told them it's fun. There's a lot of comedians. All exciting and shit. Yeah, but it was new, bro. They were they got hooked. <coughs> they got really hooked. They liked it. They liked it. So they kept going every week with me, and then um, I won that contest. Then when I was start doing, the, I was start doing Latino Night at the Laugh Factory. I would give Homeboy Industry a bunch of tickets. They would show up in a van. Back in the Boomer days. Yeah, but the way I ran into, um, um, well, before all that, I was a loser, bro. <laughs> you mentioned that, dude. And I used to get almonds. I used to sell fake dope, forty twos. That's worse than robbing somebody by hand, hand by. My gunpoint, bro. You're like really robbing them. So I would show up at like two, three in the morning, and I would get my little almonds, my little diamond almonds, and I was sh- with a razor blade. I would shave all the bro- the brown peel out of out of the almond. And I would cut them like they're real dope. Little and rocks. then I would dip them in a little jar full of ambersol. I let it sit there, you know, let that shit dry. Then I put more. Then I put them in a little bag, and then like I would serve those fools, bro. Because nobody was around. So somebody won 20, bro, I'll give you two of them, dog. So, the, you know, like, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, was, I was playing on their green, too. That's how, you have, that's how it works. That's the only way it works. My fake dope would not work if these fools weren't greedy. Yeah. Right? So if they want four, 60, I will give them 80. If they wanted 20, I will give them 40. If they wanted 60, I will give them 200, bro. Wholesale, yeah. And they would bite it, bro. Uh, they will just put it in their mouth without bite. The, the crackheads who didn't know what's up, they would just put it in their mouth and go, mm. so start numbing right away. This motherfucker think it's cocaine. So I was doing that. Every time you, I would do that, I could only do that one night because they, those fools always you come back shooting spot. everybody, bro. They're just pissed, huh? They're pissed, They couldn't dog. get high, Imagine, huh? bro. They got jacked. You put that dope to your house and you live in Glendale or you live in Monterey Park, Whittier, Rosemead. Then you fucking put that shit on a crack pipe. Can you imagine? And then you fucking taste peanut butter, bro. <laughs> the I don't want to kill somebody. Oh, <laughs> think about it. It'll work with fake beer, fake weed, <laughs> fake Nike, a fake watch. Oh, dude. Motherfucker sells you a joke that belongs to fucking Diamond Rara. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. Oh, my God, dude. Anyways, man. Now, so, that my brother got somebody. My brother Angel, he was doing that one night. But then he came, he went back and they shot my homeboy Chivo in the arm, bro. Oh, <laughs> they had to get someone, dog. They shot that fool, dog. He just fucking threw his hand out, bah, and the fool drove away. They had to get someone for that. So thing. that night, I was slanging the fake dope, bro. I had 40. But then these dudes showed up and they were buying dope all day, real dope. But this time, I, don't know, I guess they had they were, they were sad, they were down and out. Uh-huh. So, so those fools said, give me 40. So I was going to give him like that. I opened my hand, and that fool took out a gun, and he said, um, give, it, give, it, give it to me. And I said, oh, shit. Also, he jacked you. Trying yeah. To jack you. So I, I couldn't let him take that shit and find out his fucking peanut butter. He'll shoot me right there. Almonds. <laughs> Almonds. Yeah. So I just I got, I pretended I got scared. I just dropped it and put my hands up, and that shit fell on the floor. And then when he looking down, my friend Rodolfo was coming out of the house eating a breakfast burrito, dog. And I knew that fool had a fucking, a coat, a 38 coat, like a 38 gun. And then I, then I just looked at him and goes, hey, man, shoot these fools. They're all here trying to rob us. <laughs> so that fool saw that guy's gun and he saw the car. And then that fool ran to the car with the dope and some real money that I had. And um, he started shooting at the fucking car, bro. Pa 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 pa. 
like at six in the morning. Those fools drove. Kids are going to school and shit. People are going to work. People starting off the day, bro. We're still fucking up for two days. So that fool eating a burrito, bro, buying a burrito and shooting, well, dog. While he's shooting. While he's shooting. <laughs> Multitasking. Like it's part of his part of his routine, bro. <laughs> and this is part of his lifestyle. <laughs> so anyway, so I'll never forget that, you know, because I could have had, had him killed, you know, for something. It was all my fault. <laughs> or got yourself killed. Yeah, Fuck. so. And that guy was cool, bro. Him and I used to wrestle, dog. When we were little kids, we were all into a WWF. You're and Fox that, catcher over that here. fool put on his his uh, black sweats, his fucking Nike Cortez and the He's beanie. So yeah, he called, and, and he was like, Bundy? we used to call him, he was like the, like the burglar wrestler or whatever. But that, was, that was not even his nickname, but he just larceny, yeah. And then I would go home, bro, and I put my sweats on and my underwear over my sweats so it looked like I'm wearing a fucking... Wrestling outfit, <laughs> and then my brother Angel, he was he was a, like a dirty motherfucker. Bro. Bob Backman, eh? <laughs> dirty motherfucker. This, my brother will put his fingers through jalapeno. He'll, he'll get a jalapeno, oh. and he'll put it in his fingernails, bro, all over his fingernails and his fingertips. And then when he when he wrestled with somebody, he'll put the finger in their mouth or their oh, eyeball. Nice. <laughs> And he was dirty, Your dog. Brother's always been a dirty motherfucker. Oh, Preparing my brother, for war. Start a legal move. My brother wrestling <laughs> with somebody, and like. He like he would like you know like some, you're waiting for somebody to tag you. My brother will fart instead of a sandwich bag, close it. They run up to your the wrestler homie and put it in his mouth. Oh. so that dude Dofis, he'll start the, the fight. Go listen, man, motherfucker. There's no more jalapeno juice in the eye. No fucking farting. Fucking rest. And then he'll, he'll look at me and shit. You can't be fucking breathing on him. You're bad breath. Because <laughs> I was like a lot of garlic dog or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then like there'll be this black dude named Damon that had musty ass underarm, bro. <laughs> that fool just put you, his face uh, on you. Dude. Real shit, dog. That's the kind of those are, oh, those are all the moves that you only know if you have brothers. Oh, absolutely, especially yeah. cousins. Yeah, like That's, male, yeah, male kids that you have. That because you, you 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 don't want to hurt nobody with a real figure for a leg lock. <laughs> What's up, fool? Oh my god, man. We got Frank Castillo right here. Hey, yeah, man. You're, you're a store regular? Uh, no, not yet. I that just sucks, work at the man. store. This motherfucker's not a regular store regular. The other guy here walking around gets in because the fuck he does social media. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brenton. Wow, man. This fucking, his name is running up front, bro. Just he does social media. <laughs> part of the, I remember before, back in the day. Oh, that's funny, man. The old comment always say that shit. Man, back then, man, they, they would never pass a guy like that. <laughs> You need an hour of material. <laughs> yeah, you had to like, keep switching it up, right? You gotta During be friends with Tommy. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta sell Tommy weed. Remember? The hell, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Or give him guitar lessons. Which I would give that fool fist bump to put me up. <laughs> Everybody talks bad about Tommy, but he took care of me. He did. He was nice to me. He was, he was the, good with good people. You know, like if you like up on stage talking shit about Tommy, that's strike one. <laughs> <laughs> you got three. True. That's strike one. Mentioning a, a mentioning anything that has to do with a comedy store on stage is strike one, bro. Because mm -hmm. because I remember there was a sign in the back before they they got it all nice with couches. Mm -hmm. It said, "Please no to comics, no jokes about smoking weed in the back." <laughs> oh, really? Because everybody would do jokes about um, oh man, I was hanging out in the back smoking the weed with Dami Rara. Ah, you know, and it's killing the scene. Anyways. Putting people on black. <laughs> You work there? Yeah, 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 I work there. My door guy's still there. I answer the phones, check IDs, and then on the weekends yeah. I go and do shows. Okay. Yeah, it's fun, man. I absolutely love it. Tommy was actually the me and Jay Light were the last two door guys Tommy hired. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Black t shirts or white? Black t shirts. You have to have the white one. Oh, really? 
Now what? Oh, I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the white. Me and Gabriel Iglesias, we had the white fucking um, security guard T-shirts. You guys used to work there? Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, well, well, Gabriel got fired immediately. Oh, wait, why did he get fired? One week. He didn't want to go up the ladder. <laughs> and um, he did. He kept going up on. St- he kept doing shows on the main room and the ballet room while he was when he was about to walk the door. You know what's funny? He probably started the thing that at the store. Like that's at, everyone at the store does that now. Like yeah. the store, especially if they're like a. They got mad at me too because I was blocking the main room door from the ballet room, and then. Um, I think one of the just joking people, uh-huh. um, Isai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a show and he goes, hey, yeah. he, he walked. He goes, hey man, um, you, you got what's up? Somebody didn't show up. He goes, well, hey man, you want you want to go up and do quick five? Yeah, but I watching this door. Man, fuck that. They were come. Ain't nobody gonna come in. This is my room. And then he goes, so I went up there, did the five minutes. But I have no little t-shirt, but my my t-shirt starts to take it off and then flip it around. Then um, they do come around. Um, Duncan, I don't know his name. Some Duncan. Other guy. He goes, hey, man, why you do that instead? Oh, man. Oh, I can't even do comedy, but I don't fucking sit here in a fucking security guard. I need to be done. They didn't want me to go up and do those t- names. Fuck that, dude. I want to go up there and fucking do those <laughs> names. That's the scariest thing, climbing that goddamn ladder. I've seen that little rickety-ass ladder, oh. though. So I lasted longer than Gabriel. <laughs> and then there was other communities that were passed, but never went again. Yeah, they, you they, see they, that, they, they just can't. I don't know. I just did this, that, you know. I come from a background of I need to get work and I need to get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't be the the the, lower, the smallest guy in a totem pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would go calling for spots, but I would always show up and get my spots. And my name is still up there. Fuck and, and my name, my four, my eight by ten, it's in the OR. Yeah, yeah, it bald is. Bald head, running mm-hmm. to Gabriel's shirt. He has like a cardigan on, right? Like yeah. a vest, sweater vest. Gabriel's photo, like his his eight by tens were done by a homie. So. They did it in the but at the recreation park. So Gabriel like this in front of the no no the swimming pool sign, uh-huh. <laughs> the one where he has braces on. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That's when he was going through a sweater mode. <laughs> a sweater face, dog. What's up, man? Hey, man, did you guys know that What's Up Fool is now on Spotify? Yeah, we've been waiting for this for a while. Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it on your mobile service, desktop, or smart speakers. Open the app, click on the browse channel, and then click on the podcast section. Take us with you wherever you go. Thanks to Spotify. That's it. Bro. Yeah, man. What's up, fool? Chitlin, dog. What's up, Frank? What's up, from man? From San Jose. Yep. Born and raised. Yep. Born and oh, raised yeah. Eastside San Is that Jose. That's what Birdman baptized you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Birdman you and know, my you know father, that fool? dude. Birdman and my father are so fucking close, dude. This is how oh funny it is. God. Like, the comedy community in San Jose, they all know my father. They all know Birdman, and like, because my dad is like a huge Dodgers fan. Like, he's the only guy in San Jose that walks all around all Dodgers gear. Yeah, everybody's all about. Yeah, everyone gives him weird looks, and they're always trying to fight him and shit. And he's like, Damn. No, I just love. Baseball, uh, but every mic he goes to is at like a bar, and like I remember I, when I'd go, I'd take him, and he'd be like, "Oh, I've been to all of these places." And Birdman was there, and they met, and he's like, "Oh, I know your father," and they fucking go way back. Really? Yeah, it's so fucking hilarious. That's fucking comedy. I didn't even know you you knew Birdman. Yeah, he's amazing. He's kind of like an uncle. It's weird. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. Like anytime, like I'll go do a show somewhere in San, in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Like Birdman will just show up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, hey, what's going on, bro?" He actually, Birdman is. Uh, I owe him a lot because I remember the finals for the roast battle. My dad was gonna come down, 
And then like his ride fell through with his lady and uh, Birdman just called him was like, hey, I'll pick you up. We're going to L.A. Just come with. And they drove Birdman drove my dad down in a Lamborghini. Yeah. In a Lamborghini. Shut up. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Birdman found a ride to give somebody else. Yeah. yeah. A ride. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. then uh, So I got to hang out my pops during the finals and that was like a cool thing. And it was just it was perfect. And, you know, comedy community, man. Hell yeah, man. Birdman everywhere, huh? <laughs> I didn't like, even know I, like that Birdman stayed, um, can't wait to come down May 4th for the world premiere of Taco Shop. And I'm like, I didn't <laughs> even know the world you premiere. Didn't even know there was a premiere. <laughs> I found out through Birdman's post. Yeah, he's oh. setting it up. <laughs> yes, we didn't greet, bro. Yeah, Taco Shop, by the way, I didn't mention this last week. There's a movie, Taco Shop, that you did years ago. Years ago. Seven years ago. So yeah, when I do an interview now, the people ask me, Philippe, any projects coming out? Yeah, I have movies that are going to come out seven years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, there was some financing fell through and all this stuff, so they never, never finished it. But now it's finished. It's got Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf. It's got George Perez, George Perez mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny Sanchez, Sanchez, Rick Najera. Nahida, the guy, Captain Obvious, right? The guy from those Captain Obvious Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a good actor. A, yeah. yeah, he's a good and, actor. Um, the guy from, and then the girl from um, Scary uh, Movies. Yeah, uh, uh, Ty, uh, Jai Parker. Oh, Ty uh, Parker? Ty J. Parker. Ty, Ty, oh, okay. Ty Jai Parker or something like something that. Something like that. She's in it. Eric Robertson mm-hmm. as well? Eric Robertson. Well, he's that old man Bill or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think he's he works at the restaurant. Right? You know, I've done two movies with Eric Roberts. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool, dude. The first one, I did, we've been in one scene together, and then he was in that movie like for one day. He's like a all, he's like a day player, dude. Hell yeah, dude. dude those Eric, guys make money. Eric Roberts, bro, he, he's like he's a great actor, and like he he might did all those drugs back in the day, but he's still focused, dude. Like he knows the tools of acting. Like you can learn a mm-hmm. lot. With he, Eric Roberts can have no lines in the scene, and he he pretty much can fuck you over with no lines. And even though you can have a whole monologue and never robbery will just fuck you up with two lines. Yeah, dude. It's insane. It was legendary. He's good, dude. He's really good. Like, like he, he, he just got to look at the scene and he knows, okay, um, and, they, and, the, and then he'll talk about it to write down all the words in a big old plaque, placards because he can't see. Oh. But, as, yeah, but, just, like but reading the lines, the cue card, reading the lines, he wrote, he does it good, dude. Like, I never forget, man. I always got to talk about it, but. I did a movie where I play a, 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 a cook, a waiter, washing dishes, named Jose, named Felipe. And um, Eric Roberts plays, the, the, the only scene, the, the owner, manager of a restaurant. And the scene is, a woman is late, the star of the movie. She's a waitress. She's a waitress, she's late. And um, she should have been here like hours ago. And I'm watching dishes. And then he looks at me and he goes, he, goes, and, um, he just looks at the scene and Eric Roberts goes, um, and then he goes, all right. And he goes, Felipe, what's up? And he goes, what's up, man? All right. We shake hands. Um, action. And then he, Eric Roberts starts walking around. He goes, where the fuck is she at? And he goes, Felipe, give me a fucking rag. And I throw a wet rag at him. And he starts wiping all the tables fucking mad, bro, because he had to do it. She's not there. He's the manager. That's mm-hmm. what a manager should be doing. So he's fucking scrubbing real hard, pissed off, getting into the fucking scene. Cut. They gave him his check. He went home. That was so he it? went and shot wow. another movie, right? Yeah. He had to shoot like two but movies that nobody day. Nobody told like, like, no direction, bro. He didn't, he didn't run direction. He didn't know. He just knew that, uh, okay, I'm a manager. This bitch is late. I know if I, if I was a manager, I have to wipe down these table myself because only me and Felipe. And Felipe needs to be washing the fucking dishes. So him and I started talking. He goes, where the hell is she? I don't know, man. She should have been here an hour ago. I know, man. And then he goes, fucking the rest of fucking scrubbing and 
talking shit. Then she comes in and he attacks her, and that was it, dude. Kills the scene. That's crazy. It's like killing two spots in one day. Huh? Yeah, oh so he kills God. that scene. Then he, he, he after that he goes to another role somewhere else as a different character. So he did like three movies in one night, three yeah, one day. Yeah, there's yeah. this documentary that came out. I can't remember what it was called, but it was literally just about like background background characters and stuff. Like uh, who's uh, Guzman? Guzman? Luis Guzman. Yeah, he's amazing. But they just kind of talk about him too, where he's like they pointed out all the movies he's been in. So there's like. Like twenty just actors that are like in everything, but they're always in just like I think that. it's called those guys. Or those guys, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so yeah. good, but it's like you, you're like, oh, yeah, those guys really do steal the scene, mm-hmm. and they don't have any. And I think that's why people love working with them because they don't need any direction. They just come on. They know where Boom. to go. They know how to start in and out. Yeah, there was like a it. thing in the documentary where it was like it was. They were talking to Guzman, and he was just like, there was like a. They're like. When he goes out for roles, they actually have like specifically his name looking for this type, and he's mm-hmm. just like, "That's that's me." Yeah, that's crazy, huh? The one up at Changa, Papi. Yeah, that's how we do it. Man, Lisa went to the documentary movie I saw. I was in, but I didn't, never got to see it. And um, they were talking to Isai Morales. Oh yeah, and Afu did Bob. all his Latino accents at one time, the from Latino, Dominican yeah. to Puerto Rican to a Dominican in New York to a yeah. Dominican Dominican yeah. to a Puerto Rican and Cubans, and Cuban. Puerto Ricans, and then Mexican, then, then, then Chicano, and, yeah, and then the Chicano sound mm-hmm. versus the Mexican sound versus mm-hmm. you know it was it he flowed one into the other. It was amazing. I yeah, I he's badass. Crazy. Rodrigo, we only got James Gandolfini. That's right. <laughs> Oh, whoa. <laughs> give, give, give some yeah, yeah, give me some Gandolfini. They were asking for it, bro. Yeah, how you doing, Frankie? <laughs> oh, my God, Gandolfini. I love your movies. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I love yours as well. <laughs> What's up with people, bro, getting all into the pot? You have a podcast, Frank? Uh, yeah, uh, I have a podcast. Uh, I do it with uh, Moses and Coach T. It's called Verbal Violence. Uh, we talk about the roast battle. And then I have my own that I'm dabbling with. It's called um, Village Idiot. Yeah, I interview like my pops, my mom, and like a lot of my family members right after Rose Battle, and they just tell me a bunch of crazy stories of uh, when they were growing up, oh, especially right. my. Father. Uh, were these the, the, the first podcast you started, or you you started many podcasts? Uh, this is the first stopped? one. Uh, Village Idiot was the one that I just did myself, and then Verbal Violence is just the one that me, Moses, and Coach, and uh, Pat Barker now do. Could we have friends, man, like Marcho Rizzo, like the motherfucker started his 10th podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he was like three. That was scared by the bell or something? No, Squad, squad by the Bell. Saved by the or Bell. Saved by the, Saved by the Squad. Saved by the Squad. Doing like or Squad by the Bell. Saved by the Squad. Saved by the Squad. And yeah. now he has Rizzopedia. Rizzopedia? What does Rizzo know? Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling Rizzo stupid. You gotta put ketchup on fries. He's young and inexperienced. Like, how is he? I feel he like here right now, Rob's out of fucking gave you the biggest laugh in the world right now. <laughs> That's why you gotta listen. You gotta tune in, see what he's gonna talk about. It should be called What What Does Rizzo Know? <laughs> I know Diddle. <laughs> Diddly Squad. Rizzopedia uh, is just Rizzo looking up stuff on Wikipedia. <laughs> just reading off the page. <laughs> Here, what's baseball? What's the history of baseball? Let me check. Here you go. Uh, going through all the tabs. <laughs> Titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Rizzo, but yeah. Oh, Rizzopedia my God, is too much. Oh, my God. Too much. And then they do the other podcast with... with um, Hanging time with Nick. Yeah, hanging with in, Nick and Johnny. I think right? it's called time. I think it's called time, right? Or yeah. Man, that, that fucking podcast tripped me out when Nick started the podcast telling us what time it is in London. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Heathrow. No, no, no. Man. It starts out in London. It is four twenty-five. 
started looking around, man. I want to know smoke what this fool smoking. <laughs> that was the podcast. You no, know, it started off like that. Oh. I didn't get it, man. <laughs> oh, not Nick and Time. So he gives you the time. It's time with Nick and Donnie. Uh, I think it was okay, called. But okay. I didn't know they told the time. It's like I was starting with the story with in San Paulo, Veracruz, and ahora hasta las siete de la mañana. What time is it? In What's up, fool? What's up, Frank? How'd you get? How'd you? How'd you? What made you come out here to LA? When did you come out here? I moved here when I was 23, and That's I moved time. here for comedy. Because I moved to, uh, I lived in San Jose until I was 17, and then I moved to Temecula, California, when I was a senior in high school. So that was like a huge culture shock for me. Oh, it was like Temecula? Yeah, man. All conservative, desert, bro. All white people. There was like a border patrol station right there. So it was like, especially coming from like the city, especially like East yeah. Side San Jose, it was like, I had to like, I, I felt like I couldn't like, you know, be myself. Like I had to like kind of like keep it low key. Yeah, that's a mean cookie cutter town. Right yeah, now. it was very interesting. They had they were very they had their set views on like Mexicans and uh, border patrol. It was very interesting. You were living there during a big uh, protest, huh? Yeah. Yep. It was fucking very funny to be like, yeah, you guys fucking won against uh, kids. You know what I mean? Like you sent a bunch of kids back. Like way to be real proud about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that was a big one, right? Lopio Rivera. Yeah, was he, there. he yep. shot up there fighting yep. them. Yeah. It was crazy. I don't know if those, those people start arguing like that. You know, you got the people like whatever, like build a wall, go back to Mexico. Then you got the other fools fighting for the other side. Bunch of people arguing, bro. They're not gonna settle nothing about just fucking having exactly. a fucking no. sign. It's Everyone gonna happen, bro. It's all policy that's fucking Congress decided settle by for you guys, man. Somebody has nothing to do with it. And mm-hmm. you, you have people Lupio over there talking, yelling at white people. I pay more taxes than you guys make. <laughs> like nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wanted, I think he just wanted to sell tickets that no, weekend. Yeah, yeah, bro. His, his album came out two weeks later. Yeah, there you go. Damn. But he cares, you know. Mm-hmm. He was down. You know what I mean? At least he went over there. You know well, I think the idea is that the protests will fuel the policy. You know, try to get in. These Congress people's ears and and try to mm-hmm. get them to push the agenda, but protests these days are really sad. Yeah, and lame. I can't. Uh, my friend, <laughs> always, it changes, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's multiple. There are multiple things going and on. Inside, there's not there's one no, cohesive. there's not one unity. Like when yeah. it was like for, for the civil right, you knew it was civil right. There right. was exactly. nobody there holding a sign. Yeah. Legalized like, weed. Legislation was trying. They were trying to pass legislation for civil uh, for the civil rights. So everything's all fragmented now. Yeah, it's very very interesting. And it's always like my white friend who always comes out to me. He's like, "You're not gonna go to the march." I'm like, "No, nah, you can go to the march. I'm gonna stay home because I don't want to get in trouble." <laughs> I don't understand too when they tell you, if you go march, nah, bro. If I go march, it, it don't move anything. We need more white people to march, eh? <laughs> How about you white people march for us? We'll stay home. Yeah, yeah. People, and then you guys get beat up for us. You know, and then pe- people people notice, oh, fucking yeah. white people getting beat up for Mexicans on TV. <laughs> we got to put a stop to this. <laughs> this ends now. Yeah, man. You really, really want to protest for us Mexicans? You stay in the front lines. We'll be in the back. <laughs> Quite frankly, I think you got to get beat up first, man. Uh, people just got to um, protest at the voting booth, dude. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really what Local it is. Local re- representation like, to statewide, and then, you know. Just got to go out and vote, man. And people always talk about, hey, bro, I'm going to do more political jokes, bro, because I want to sell tickets. <laughs> I'm not a political comedian, bro. I don't give a fuck. No. I mean, I, I do give a fuck, but, you know, what can I do? I'm one man. Yeah, yeah. It's also like, you know, I, I've always struggled with that, too, where it's like, don't, like, someone had told me, they're like, you're kind of beating people on the head with one subject. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And it's like, you, people come out because they want to have fun. Right. And that's the whole thing. It's like, because if you start doing, like, super political comedy, like, you alienate one half of the yeah, audience. Yeah, where you have an agenda and you have, like, an angle, yeah. that's where it's bad. Yeah, I think yeah. you can poke fun at both sides. And that's but it has cool. to be funny, yeah. too. It has to be it funny. Has to be like, funny. it has to be funny. You know, all right. It's, it's, but I, I, it has to, for me, 
I gotta be, die, bro, exactly. laughing like when yeah. George Carlin would do it. I'll have mm-hmm. to fucking laugh hard. Yes. I don't want to be thought provoking when I'm going. Hmm, good yeah, yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want that. Class lecture, dude. Dude. Class lecture, yeah. Like you're trying to change the world. I, I just want to make people laugh. Yeah. It'd be all like fucking homeboy, fucking Bill Maher and shit. It'd be fucked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I see, I remember some. He's in the cool main and all, room. but goddamn, he's great. Bro. But it's also you get to see like once you do that kind of comedy all the time, you just have that set audience. Right, right. And then it's like you're and they're kind of like the people like that watch like Fox News. It's yeah. like their followers. They just agree with everything yeah. that comes out of the tunnel, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. like come on, man. Like Think when I, a little bit. Dude. I went with uh, Burt Kreischer to Indianapolis, and uh, they had like like clan members came out. Like not like. Because they're like fans of Burt. Oh, well, I guess they were, but they just happen to be clan members. But like, uh, <laughs> well, you could just tell because the way they carry themselves yeah. and like just the way they laughed at certain jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and I, I remember like looking at them and I was like, oh fuck, like I was kind of scared. And then after the show, they came up to me and they were like, you were so funny, we loved you, blah blah blah. And they like made Mexican jokes and stuff. And I was like, oh, you guys, like, I was like, it, it, it was such a weird thing for me because I was like, oh, I don't know how to like take this. You like, know they were clan members? You can see the assuming. tattoos. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And also, like, certain like certain people hold, like, you can kind of tell, like, way certain people carry themselves. You're like, oh, yeah, you're very, very much, like, like that, which is fine. But, yeah. Got a little shaved head with the iron yeah, cross yeah, yeah, yeah. on his throat. You're like, oh, shit. SS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look dirty. No, they were very clean. <laughs> Teeth were bad. No, they were clean. The leadership that, class. They have that Wu Tang smile. Yeah, <laughs> no, they did not have the Wu Tang smile. <laughs> that Wu Tang smile. Oh that my god! Yeah, well, that one tooth on top and the other one <laughs> on the bottom. Can even whistle. Oh god! Do your Jeff Sessions is gonna get that Wu Tang album? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen to it. Because Martin Screlly, they yeah. the government took all the stuff and yeah. yeah. What so, are they going to do with it? They're just giving it. It's to up him? to him. I think he has to decide whether it's going to go back to Wu Tang or if they're going to try to auction it off or what. What Wu Tang sold it though, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. What happened? It was this rare album that that guy Martin Screlly, the guy who raised the price, bought that um, AIDS drug and raised the price. Yeah, to seven hundred ninety-five dollars yeah. a pill. He he was just um, put in prison for. Like really, the rest yeah, of his not, life. Yeah, not big <laughs> for what? For tax issues and fraud and wow, uh, yeah, well, like last week. Yeah. So um, he had all they seized his assets and everything because they're trying to make whole some of these people who lost money, and um, one of them is this rare Wu Tang album. I and the Carter Five like that hasn't copy, come out yet. Right? One yeah. copy. Uh, Why do he one. own it? How the know. fuck does he have he a copy of the Carter Five that hasn't came out? Yeah, yet? that's crazy, right? He has tons of money, dude. Yeah, that's because he's like, he had. He's like, like yeah. yeah, yeah. His fool raised the pill from 60 bucks to $795, dog. Yeah, and then he pill, bought all the things pill. he couldn't buy when he was a kid. Fuck, dude. Yeah. They're, they're, he's a poster boy, though. They're getting him for like. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Is that more, a tax evasion or what? Yeah, it was fraud, I think, more. Yeah, it was, proving a point. Don't ever go down this road or you're going to end up like this fool. Yeah, no. and I think that there there is a definitely an axe to grind with the guy. Like, no, I think the judge made, the comments that were made were just like kind of more personal, you know, like you're kind of scum of the earth sort of thing <laughs> like in the final statement. But yeah. Wow, man. Damn, dog. Mm. That's, that's like what... Man, imagine that pill cost maybe $60 to $795. And that wasn't okay. even what he went down for, by the way. Yeah. That, was, he, that was just shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, yeah. that, that, that fucking um, county jail prices, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like a joint now costs $200 oh bucks in the can. That's no. like five rounds. Like a, a spit of heroin, bro, will cost you $200 in prison. You know, out here, what, $10? Yeah, mm-hmm. You must really want to get high, dude. Oh, my uh, God. So, um, so you moved out to Temecula. What, um, you always, 
What made you come to LA to, to do that? Uh, the comedy. What you start off first? Uh, I started in Temecula at the Pachanga Comedy Club, uh, which was just all owned by Louis Guzman. By yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all uh, very uh, just you know older white people, and it was very interesting to do stand up there. And then um, headliners from the store would come and do that club, and then DJ we'd start Cooch. talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve Trevino was there, and he, him, and Jesus Trejo were the ones that told me that I should move to Los Angeles and try to get a job at the store. And then that's when I did. And then cool. I got a job at the store, started helping out with Moses, the roast battle, and then... Uh, Moses you know, started the roast battle, huh? It was Moses and Real Battle, and then it was... Real Battle, he's from San Diego, right? I don't know if he's from, San, Moses Diego. from San Diego. Moses from San Diego, Real Dude, Battle's from L.A., I think. Moses is cool, bro. Moses is super cool. I remember, um, I like telling a story, man. I, have, I went to go buy Bud. I didn't want to go buy Bud, but I wanted... Um, I, I needed Bud. So and I know, and I was like, I knew, I told myself, wow. I looked at like, well, a comedy store and do a bit. They'll probably put me up. So I called up the comedy store in LA, and I told them if I could do a guest spot in La Jolla. And this is like a 2009, bro. And I didn't, even think, I didn't think I had it like that. But I did call the comedy store. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eliza Schlesinger is headlining, and uh, it's okay. You could do five minutes. So when I get there, I, I, told, I saw um, Eliza, and she was eating a tamal. And I said, wow. Of course you're gonna put me up. This is like tamales. <laughs> <laughs> so meat or cheese? No. Yeah, we were talking, and she she she's a fan. Yeah. And then I went up. I, w- I went up. Some other aging, poaching. <laughs> and um, so I she, I went up and I did good. And then um, I met uh, Moses at the door. He was a doorman there, and I didn't have all the money. No, I didn't have all the money, but I didn't. I couldn't break a hundred or something. And he was really cool about it. He said, just get me later. Go, but I don't know when I'm going to come back to the comedy store here in La Jolla. Go, Whatever, you know. So I, was, I pretty much that was cool. Fuck. I come back to do a show at the comedy store main room. And then I see him at the comedy store main room door guy. I go, oh, shit. I know you, huh? He goes, yeah. He goes, and I think I owe you money. <laughs> and I took it all out and I gave it all to him. Whatever I had plus another 20 minutes. Oh, that's I was so sweet. sorry, bro. I go, I never saw you again. I never forgot about you. I'm so sorry. And I give him all his cash right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus another 20, bro, for interest. <laughs> for troubles. Yeah, but that, that was cool. Uh, but I know that he started that. I know that him and the other guy, mm, you guys were start, when you guys were doing the Rose Battle, it started off small, huh? Yeah, it was, li- room. it was literally just an open mic, and then it was like a segment that they would do in the middle of the open mic. And it got to the point where everyone would come to see the battle, and then everyone would come and watch it, and then they would leave afterwards. So if you got pulled to do stand-up after that, you would get up on stage and everyone would be gone. Wow. So then they realized, they're like, all right, so let's start doing the battles at the end of the mic. And then I got to a point where just regular people started showing up, and then all of the comics were there. And then I got to a point where like we had a full audience like of people that were just had heard about the show. And then we had to stop doing names out of a bucket because, like, it would get to a point where, like, some kid would put his name in the bucket, get pulled, and be doing stand-up in front of, like, a sold-out crowd and oh, he'd never damn. done stand-up before. Oh, wow. Sneaky. Yeah, so we had to start, like, booking it, and then it just it just turned into, like, a crazy thing. What I liked about the Rose Battle it was that um, it was all people I never knew. Mm-hmm. So it was young comics mm-hmm. who pretty much didn't know how to roast. No. So you really have to fucking write your yeah. jokes, and yeah. it, helped, it helped them write better. Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, you get a roast battle with people like me, you know, who been can roast a motherfucker in real life without thinking about it. It's not that good, bro. It's better <laughs> if you see amateurs, you know, do it, and then some of you see them get better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a more motherfucker. He's pretty funny, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you thinking Guam? Guam, yeah. Guam oh, Felix? Yeah, yeah. Super funny. He works the door. Yeah, yeah, Like, some, somebody like that, you know, like, he, he, this fool, no, ain't nobody going to cut this guy a break. You know, but the roast battle helped him motherfucker get notoriety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's done, I think he did like six battles. And I remember the first few battles, he would like always come up dressed up as something. And it was always <laughs> so funny. And then he would like do jokes. And sometimes the jokes wouldn't hit. But then the more battles he's done, now he's like, he's a contender. Like his his jokes have finally like matched his ability. And now when he goes in battles, it's just, it's always a, at least going to be a great battle. Because then it gets to a point where it's like certain kids go up in battle and then it's like, all right, one person easily just got whooped. Um, but then it gets to a point where it's like if it's a good battle on both sides, no one really loses because they're both showcasing how great they are. Like there's this girl, uh, Joe, you. Uh, the little uh, short lady, right? Yeah, Lon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's good. She's great. There's another girl named. Oh, oh, oh damn it. Um, I'm going to. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. Uh, she lost her legs. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Danielle Perez. She battled this kid named Joe Urell who's uh, got cerebral palsy. No, yeah, cerebral palsy, and he's confined to a wheelchair. Yeah, Two there of been the... no parking that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the spots are taken. Two of the best battles. Uh, two, two of the best battles I've ever seen. Like, they were just saying the most crazy stuff about each other and they're both like handicapped so like everyone didn't <laughs> everyone didn't know how to react because they were just like oh my god like i don't know if i should laugh at this or not like walk a flock of flame was there and he was just mouth open not knowing what to do like joe said um uh they call uh they call her a cow because she's already lost ha- uh, lost her calves uh, it was just something like that dude yeah. it was great <laughs> yeah he's great dude her claim to fame, by the way, was she was on Price is Right, and she, oh, won, a, yeah. she won a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. She has no legs. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She accidentally got her legs uh, uh, cut off uh, by a bus in San Francisco, I think oh, is what happened. Yeah, yeah. She's super funny, though. Fuck. Yeah. She's down here now? In yep. LA? Yep. Los Angeles. Very funny. Yeah. So, so what, what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. When, when, did, the, when, the, when did the Rose... General come in and swoop the show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna ask. I was like, when did general? it get taken away? Uh, I think he came by. Just uh, swooped, huh? <laughs> no, hey well, he was kind of cool because Jeff came in. I think about maybe a when year. When it was hot, yeah, about a year and a half in. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, one of his friends was battling, and he came in and he saw it. And then like him and Moses and Rel talked, and then they were like, "All right." And he was very like, <clears throat> he was very like, let it just kind of grow. So for like a while, it was just kind of like they, we kind of just figured things out, changed a few things, like made it a little more streamlined. Because when he came in, it was super just raw and literally it was just out of control with that with the wave, bro. The wave yeah. was out of control. Yeah, the wave was insane. Back then, in the beginning, the wave was crazy, bro. Sometimes you just, people were just going to see the wave, bro. Because what the fuck are they gonna do next? What oh, wave? Yeah. What's the wave? The waves: yeah. Jamar, Jeremiah Watkins, oh. and um, they're at the side of the Willie yeah. Hunter. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. The gags they would do in between were so just dust. ridiculous. Dude, there was some there was some famous ones like there was the one it was like right after uh oh God, it was like right after one of the terrorist attacks like a bombing the next day they came in and they did a, a joke about it and then it was just like someone they did like the bomb effects and they had like props of fake limbs and just stuff it was ridiculous because like the audience like they didn't laugh for like a second and then they all just started dying because they realized what it was and then like the ding dong show with brains bro oh my god it is there was one where one of them like had to drink the one of them drank out of a plunger uh jeremiah Watkins shaved his pubes on national tv Gross. it was oh, some of the best stuff 
<laughs> so okay, Damn. so wait a minute. So did this go? Did this ever get pitched as a TV show or become a? It was um. It was one. Did of his, he do it as a special? Like what was the? It was a Comedy Central roast battle, but, but they were on. Was it like a series, or was it just like a one? Oh, it was two thing? seasons, and then they just did a third season. Uh, they did a the like a. Was little, it on the internet first? Uh, we did it on the internet. Like we did like Periscope and stuff. We didn't yeah. do YouTube videos because we just didn't want it to be like. Yeah. The way Moses kind of said it in the beginning, he was like, we're like the foot, you know? He's yeah. like, we're here, but we're not here. And that's yeah. kind of how we kind of like approached it. And I think that's what also helped kind of get the the word out and get people to come because they were like, have you heard of this thing? It was very word of mouth when it first started. Did Moses get to be part of the production mm-hmm. uh, on yeah, yeah, Comedy yeah. Central? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, him, uh, Real him Battle, Real Battle and uh, Ross are all exactly I thought they were bought out at one time. Somebody told um, me. No, I don't think they were bought out. They were A lot of people were trying to get the show when it first came out. Like I know like Netflix was looking at it, like HBO and a bunch of other people and stuff. So that was also the crazy thing was like there was this time where like all of these executives and like Hollywood people were coming and just watching and then it's like I'm up there bombing my ass off on like just doing a set you know or like losing a battle or like winning one and then like someone sees me it's just cra- it was just it was like a crazy spot they come in there man because somebody told them but they're clueless on what yeah. to do with it absolutely so yeah. somebody else comes in oh okay we'll do it that way that's mm-hmm. how Hollywood get, works yeah. they yeah. just they'll see okay this is this is great but I don't know what to do with it or I don't know what to do with you right yeah, yeah. and but then all saying, of a sudden instead of just saying I can't do shit, man. I'm right. just here. Yeah, I'm yeah. just here to like follow yeah. what the I last want ten, guy I want 10%. Did. I'm from yeah. UTA. Yeah. I'm up <laughs> 100%. My beak. I think um, the way they did it, they just did like a, a Britain version, and it was oh. not a tournament. It was You're just killing like, me, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a tournament. It was just like, Aren't you know, you? they changed the format, and I think that was the best way to do it. That'd be a funny ass roll better than British, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was it was actually pretty good. <laughs> this guy from Scotland Yards, huh? <laughs> I think half the audience would be like, what are these references? Or uh, half the American audience wouldn't uh, understand. Anything. Chucking fish and chips at me? I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's from London. Have you seen his teeth? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? The vape exhale EVO is a high-end vape plus bond combo that was just named High Time Number One Desktop Vaporizer. My listeners get ten percent off on the vape exhale Evo 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 vaporizer Evo. and all the other vape exhale products by using promo code F O O L. That's full at vapeexhale.com. There is nothing else out there like Evo. Get big bang for your buck with Evo. It takes way less herb to get you there. The taste is phenomenal. It can be used with both flour and concentrates. Vape Exhale CEO Sabo Shen is a former stuntman and backup dancer that now uses cannabis in his Brazilian jiu-jitsu practice. Sebo is a huge advocate for normalizing cannabis use in today's society. Use promo code FOO at VapeExhale.com. We tried this thing last week and it was good. Oh, yeah. We're right here to give it to Frank Castillo. This is the whole reason I showed up today. <laughs> oh, it just appeared, bro. Whatever falls in there, we keep now. <laughs> just it went kidding. underneath on the floor. What is this? The vape? That's the whip for if you oh, want to use wow. this one or you use this one. But here's the actual heat unit. Yeah, so we put one of these in here. Okay. Yeah. It's already set. Put that All in scientific there. and shit. Do you want to use the whip or you want use to use this? this? I'll use oh, yeah. it. Just give it, it a Oh, is your stuff already in here? Yeah, let you it just heat put up. The little, these little things have them in a, have, oh. have weed in there. Or large? you could put concentrates in these little glasses. Yeah, yeah. you could put the oil in there oh, and wow. bomb on them. And just drop it in. 
not ready yet. It's ready. Oh, well, oh, the, the, oh there's ahead. a little, yeah. You got to just take it out like a pipe, like a... Yeah, yeah. Take oh, it out like a, like a... Yeah. Like a bomb. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, it's kind of oh, like okay, a bomb okay. and a bong oh, and a okay. together. It's one of the cleanest heads you can ever get. Yeah. Camera here. Oh, okay. Just give it up for the bomb. Give it up for the bomb. It needs to make it's some sort of sounds, like little musical <sighs> notes or something. We need Jay Lamont here to do some bong rips. <laughs> <laughs> good, huh? Oh, it is good. Clean, right? <laughs> Very clean. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tour with Bert Kreischer? I, I saw that. I saw, I saw yeah. one of his, um, one of his, um, when he was in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Who else have you toured with? Um, I'm uh, really lucky because uh, of the Rose Battle. I've gotten to tour for like Rogan's taking me out, Bert's taking me out. I've gotten to open for Tom. Segura? Yeah, Justin Huck took me out. Um, ran Azizi. How was it when? Is, were there more KK, more um, KK people at Joe Rogan's or Burt Kreischer? <laughs> nah, uh, Burt Um You know, I was so surprised at how many like Mexicans came out for Rogan. I, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, why? and he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, they fucking love me. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, you know? it was just kind of cool seeing the different kind of audiences everyone has. But also, it was cool to see like people that were actually fans of me, like. <laughs> I didn't realize like how cool Roast Battle was because I still very much think yeah. of myself as just like a young comic coming up, especially working the door. So whenever I go somewhere new and someone's like, I loved you on Roast Battle or I loved you on this, I'm always just like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And they're like, where can you see you? I'm like, why am you checking IDs at the store Monday if you want to come by? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. People be listening to what's cracking in the comedy yeah. world, dude. That was also the yeah. other weird moment where it was like, you know, working the door, like, Especially at the store, everyone's such big comedy fans. So it was like when I'd work the door and it'd be like a sold out night, I'd be checking IDs and like at least 20 people would recognize me. And that was a great feeling, but it'd also be like, ah, I gotta like start doing something. You know, like I gotta like, I, I should really start making moves. And you start to hate your comedy store shirt. <laughs> no, I, I will I always that. love that comedy store shirt. I wore that on TV. It was great. The first, I saw you before uh, when I saw you on the YouTube videos. And the roast battle, but then when I, I saw you on TV, mm. I was like, oh man, what are they gonna put this for? Another, okay, another Latina. <laughs> yeah. Then you brought the mariachis, mm-hmm. and, I was, and I was like, oh, no. And then you went and goes, I don't pay that shit. And he goes, hell yeah, I like when you said that. But I also thought about also because when I was in last comment standing, they motherfuckers trying to put a piñata. Yeah, yeah. And like, they don't know our culture, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. they think that we're just mariachis, bro. Yeah, that's what they said. They're like, we want to put mariachis out for you. I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I was like, if you put a big Mexican flag behind me, then yes, yes. that's fine. And they're like, all right, cool. Because my grandfather watched it, and my grandfather like came from Mexico, and like he was his his whole thing was like. You know, his American dream was like everyone gets a job, buys a house, lives stable and stuff. So like when I told him I was gonna do comedy, he did not fuck with that at all. Like it was bad. He was not They don't get it, bro. He didn't get it at all. But then once he saw me on TV and saw me doing it and then he saw like the flag and all this stuff, like he didn't understand like the he was lost in translation, but he understood the importance of it. So then like I remember like it was like he was on his deathbed and he was just like, Are you still doing stand up? And I was like, Yes, and he was like, Good. That was like the last thing he ever said to me. That's cool. Yeah, it was crazy. That's cool. That's awesome, yeah. dude. And people try to hit you on that Mexican shit on the roasts, like I mean, you know, like derogatory mm. shit. Oh, well, I mean sometimes, it but it's also like it's what they work with, you know? Right. Um <laughs> but I've always I, been... I always feel that when when, when when white people roast, like when white people are roasting you in a safe environment like that, like a studio. <laughs> 
They go studio. like a studio. With security. You know, <laughs> yeah, a studio, you know, where the, the ballet room, you know, Joe Rogan's right there. Mm-hmm. All the white comics are right there. They could easily go for the Mexican derogatory joke, mm-hmm. but in a real roast bottle in a parking lot where they might get stalked in the face, <laughs> they would never go that route, bro. Uh-huh. That's yeah. why white people always have an advantage at a roast battle on TV because they could get racist without getting punched in the face. Yeah. But in real life, roast battle, they will never go there, bro, because yeah. they, they're afraid of that sock to the face. <laughs> but you know, but that's where Mexicans and black people have an advantage on roast battles. We will go there. Oh, absolutely. We will call you a white motherfucker right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, and get the laughs. Yeah. But on TV, when we come out like that, comes out angry. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, right? TV's so tough. if you were to come on and you call you a white cocksucker, yeah, yeah. oh, we got a hangry Mexican exactly. over here. You gotta it when it's on TV. It's like you gotta you can easily go for the easy joke, but then you also gotta like challenge yourself and go for the tougher joke or write the better joke. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even if you looked at all the jokes I did against Matthew Bouchard, like I called him a rapist like a million times when he's not, and he just is a good looking guy. You know, so that was kind of like an easy way too. But it's like you just kind of gotta write better jokes because I think you could. I know, man. Like, going for the low hanging exactly. Like, when, when, no um, pun intended. Um, <laughs> when that guy roasted Ralphie, mate. I probably, uh, that, See, that, the, Mike that joke should have just the show should have just the show should have just blew up right there and went under the ground and came out of the mushroom. Oh yeah, and the fucking show should have just ended because that was the funniest joke dude, ever. Mike, and Lawrence, you can never come back with that shit like dude, that. Mike Lawrence is a beast. When he that was the thing when he roasted Ralphie, he could have made easy fat, fat jokes, jokes, easy low hanging fruit. But you look at that battle and you like. Dude, he had some of the best jokes. I mean, rest in peace, Ralphie May. We he love said, you to death. But. The hardest part about your divorce was taking out that ring. <laughs> <laughs> he had one where he and was... Jo- Ralphie May just called him a hag. You ain't funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. yeah, he dude, he had one joke against Ralphie. He was like, uh, oh, man, I can't. I'm going to butcher it. But he was just like uh, calling you fats. The, or, oh, damn, I, you know, I can't even remember. I'm not going to butcher it. But he had some jokes just against Ralphie that were like, this is like a moment that people will always remember. I mean, yeah. Well, I think also because I think when you have somebody more famous, I, li- I like the mixing it up with a famous person, or yeah. a seasoned comic, and the am- you know the not amateurs but the newer comics, because those seasoned comics might come in not even really trying, yeah. not, not thinking that they have to prepare. A you know cocky. what I mean? A little cocky. I can hang. I can hang. I can handle this. You know, I'm not afraid of these guys. These guys aren't even experienced. But it's not. You know, these guys. They're hungry. Yeah, and that's the they're worst hungry part. Hungry to beat this professional, mm-hmm. right? They here. got something to prove. Yeah, badass. they have more to prove. Yeah. They have a lot to lose. You mm-hmm. know, and you know. I know, like, and then like old comic, not the old comics. They're not old, but the successful ones. You know, it could be a young thirty year old, twenty five year old. Mm-hmm. He's selling out seats. He's successful. I don't give a fuck if that guy's 22. If he's selling out theaters, he he's up there with a, with Martin Lawrence to me. Like yeah, man. Mm-hmm. he's like he's beyond like Angela Johnson when she started blowing up and that other guy, um, Malene. <coughs> John Malene. John Malene. That guy's fuck. He sold out like, two fucking shows and in the fucking Cleveland when mm-hmm. I was there. I can even theater. sell one at a theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And um, but you put them up uh, like like I was saying now. Uh, you put like uh, one of those guys against a, a a young little like at least I was saying a young comic who wants to just roast motherfuckers. 
that, that little young fool gonna come up with better jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's not what I'm gonna say, but that boy took me to the next level. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, I'm gonna be prolific right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super <laughs> lit. I was like trying to talk. I was trying to remember that Ralphie May joke, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm high. So what's up, fool? So you're not a regular yet, bro? No, not yet. Sorry, bro. You got to do their social media, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well the, how do they pass people now? Because you used to have to showcase for, for Mitzi in the past. Well, now, you did, what, nine showcases? Yeah, or, nine. Like, now it's um, like it's that. it's a really good system at the store for door guys. Like Adam uh, Egit is is really doing a really great job when it comes to door guys. Because before it was just like you had Monday potluck and your development spots. And development spots are just whatever they toss you on in the bringer shows or whatever independent produce shows they have and um now it's like you get to open up the or shows during the week and then you also get to open up the main room shows during the week and you get more development spots and you get monday what and are the development spots it's just like a spot on a show that's oh, a, that, that means they're also going to watch you right yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. well, like to part of this like those shows they have on the main room yeah, like the Bell Bell room. Shows. yeah yeah stuff like that and then Skyler stone shows every twice a year uh, about Adam has a showcase for the door guys, which means all the door guys go up, and then he passes you from that. So that means you, so you know, every year you're gonna at least showcase twice. So I mean, it's a better system. When we didn't used to have that, so that's one of the main yeah. reasons why I still work there because it's like if I continue to work there, I still get to do all this development and do all these spots, and I don't have to worry about like not working there and not being a priority or not being having an, like having more of a a tougher chance of getting passed because yeah. it's like if you don't work there, then you have to go through the regular system, which is just like Adam pick picks more of you. a cattle yeah, call. It's just like yeah. a showcase. Yeah. So it's like it's beneficial for me to work there now. Plus, it's like you know I get to go on the road when I do, and you know I'm your job's always there. Yeah, my job's yeah, always there. And you got to remember though, not everybody's getting, not all these door guys are getting picked to go on the road either. And that's so the other big thing that people that's can see your personality off stage and how you're going to be because it's not all you about gotta, how funny you that's, are. That's the mm-hmm. fucked up part where you got to go back to the door. And look at the other guy like you you had a horrible time over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Vegas that was bad, dog. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, was, you, you gotta tell him you gotta start off the story. Yeah, what happened, bro? It was good, but like KKK, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I feel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta tell a sad story for them first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, how was how were those first theaters? I'm like, ah, oh, that was uh <laughs> It was a real <laughs> tough. I uh, fucked up my back on that jet. That's a tough part. You know People I mean? don't understand, bro. You go from fucking hanging up, you know, fucking uh, sharing one one meal at Denny's <laughs> to eating good Russell Peters, <laughs> getting a watch, getting a watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a it for me right now, especially these past two years. It's been a really weird. It's not weird, but it's it's interesting for me because it's like I still. You know, I still have to have I still have to have a job. I still have to pay bills and stuff. And uh, but I also get to live this life. Tastes. Yeah, I get to taste. I get to see what it's like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, okay. If you work hard, you can do it this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like seeing how Joe and Justin like, and all Bert and all those guys do it. It's like, oh, okay. Like I just got to fucking work hard and like write funny shit. You got to work smart too, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not all about the working hard. And the yeah. You got to be like, if you're, like if you're on Joe Rogan podcast, it's like being on Oprah. Oh, you're gonna sell dimes, bro. True, yeah. You're gonna sell fucking desert, bro, to fucking camels. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. You, have you been on it? Yeah, I was on uh, right after roast battle, and that was like <coughs> that ended up doing more for me than uh, winning roast battle. It was crazy. Yeah. I got more followers from that. Rogan's insane. I think Rogan's like the new uh, Carson yeah. in the sense like yeah, that's the couch. I was saying like Oprah. That yeah, yeah that's the couch, man. The like couch. so, like I mean, any show I go to, there's always someone who's like. 
they know me from Roast Battle, but they always they've seen me on Rogan. So it's like that's and they're fat. They're wearing a beanie, uh, or they could beat me up, <laughs> and they all want to smoke weed afterwards, which is great. Yeah, man, I'm kind of tired of people telling me they got the best weed. You don't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, and I'm out. <laughs> and I I'm have it at home, like, and I need I, it on the like, road. It's like I, I come. It's like when you short, when you're like, you know, when you come from California and you go to Indianapolis, like you're coming from the major leagues, bro. Back to the fucking to the minor leagues there. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, 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 sometimes people even apologize right before they give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. No, you used you used to that Cali shit, man. But that's all we got. This is all we got. Every time I go and travel somewhere new, there's always someone who's like, I'm always just like, I don't have any weed, and someone's like, I'll help you out. And I'm like, oh, sweet, this is perfect. Colorado had great weed. Uh, yeah, Indianapolis was. I saw all you right. all happy, bro. Hella Dude, happy in Colorado. Colorado bro. was insane. I spent like sixty bucks and I got. Over half an ounce. It was insane. I was just getting lit the whole fucking time. Yeah, Colorado has good bud, dude. Uh, a dude in Naples had the best bud that I've uh, smoked on the road in years. Where were you in Colorado? You did a hotel or the condo? Uh, I stayed with a friend. I had friends out there, and they were like right in the heart of downtown. And like her boyfriend uh, uh, worked at a dispensary, so we just hung out, got stoned. He showed me all around. And Who stuff. are you working with there? Uh, I was working with Bert. Yeah, they didn't get your hotel. Or you just wanted to stay with your friends. Uh, I just wanted to stay with my friends. Yeah, 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 most of the time, like I like hotels and stuff, but I'm real weird. Like I would much rather crash on my friend's couch and just hang out and like go out to dinner oh, and do hell shit. Hell no, smell like the dog, huh? Yeah, man, I'm such a I'm such Cat a hair weird on guy. Your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park daddy. Like some people like hanging out in the hotel room, and I like that too. But it's also like I like going out and like looking at shit. Nah, it's man. like you know, I never travel, so I it's think like you just a big do deal. it. You, I think you just do it so you could tell the other door guy who stood home. And <laughs> It was bad. Eh? <laughs> he didn't even have a blanket for me. <laughs> it was me. all right, bro. Bert forgot to get me a room, man. <laughs> I had to fucking uh, yeah, couch surf all story. week. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. I know you're winning. Hold the ladder for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it happens, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, Somebody's gonna walk up to you one day. You have brand new two shoes. Uh, who brought those for you, Rogan dog? <laughs> oh yeah, they've already done that to him. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, this fucking thought this fool brought my truck, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. It's funny. I remember one of my favorite like oh, days changing the marquee. Ross has this picture. It was uh, the day before the roast battle finals. It was the last day before the finals, and um, I didn't have anyone to cover my shift. So I had to work it, and I had to change the marquee. So I literally had to change the marquee the day before I went into the finals. <laughs> so Ross has a picture of me changing the marquee, and then across the street there's the marquee with like my name on it and like the finals going on. And he was like, "Oh, this is hilarious." That's good. It was a great, great picture. Yeah. So, but you probably get you probably go out more than other door guys, right? Like on the road with these guys, you probably get picked more. Yeah, the only pick you could Mexican, bro. Yeah, 100%. No, uh, yeah, most of the time. Well, it's also like I was – it's, you know, just because you become a door guy, that's not the only reason people take you out. Like you still have to be like – like you said, you have to be personal and hang yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, not – a biggest a big part, it doesn't matter how mm -hmm. funny you are and it doesn't matter like how much you kiss this guy's ass or whatever. They're going to choose the person who's easier to hang out with on the road. And that's really what yeah. it's all about. stays out of the way. Doesn't step on toes. Doesn't step on toes. Don't Ain't going to... over, trying to headline. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of me stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, and that was the thing is like some, like, that's what I always try to tell like some of the other door guys where I was just like, you know, just like talk to them, you know? And that's, a lot of us are like, 
a lot of the door guys sometimes are just nervous because it's like you know mm-hmm. it's still fucking like yeah. Rogan or someone, someone you're a super you know? fan of. But it's um you know you just kind of start talking to them and then yeah it's who you know just being easy to hang out with you know I try to be as chill and low key as possible. <laughs> you know? The best way, dude. hundred percent. And don't be be nice. Like I didn't know him from heaven or hell, but as soon as I saw him, I like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, I, I I greet everybody, bro. Let me tell you, man. If you're Latino, if you don't greet me when I'm there. I'm gonna remember your ass. <laughs> Yo, I'm the same you. way. That's rem- so funny. Because I don't give a fuck, bro. A if I'm face, the only, if I'm the only Latino there amongst a crowd of blacks and whites, and if you don't say what's up to me, I'm never gonna say hi to you ever. <laughs> you gotta acknowledge me, motherfucker. Oh man, it's so funny. I still have such weird tendencies like that, like where I'm just like, tendencies. Mm. <laughs> Am I? Well, I was well, them Galvez now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I get, I get like, but a lot of a lot of people like also hate, you know, like there's comedians, there's Mexican comedians who are alternative. Like there's a guy named Ed Galvez, you know, he probably, he's doing his shit on his side. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people, people are like, oh, fuck that motherfucker trying to be white. But you know, you're not trying to be white. He just didn't grow up like us, dog. That's how he grew up? He didn't grow up in the mm-hmm. hood. That's his shit, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, bro, he's down for us. His yeah. He just could just go up there and say hello. Yeah. You know, a, a little handshake. What's up, Ed? Yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, ah, oh, he, 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 he over there with a the white motherfucker. Yeah. It's not, that, bro. That's something. It ain't like that, dog. That's something I struggle with a lot because I grew up in Eastside San Jose, but I didn't, I don't sound like my cousins. Yeah. I don't like them at all. Um, so when I moved to Temecula, where would that be for Buster? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, so people were just like, um, you know, they're like, oh, oh, you're like Mexican, but not really. No, Mexican. Like, oh, fuck, uh, no, I'm really Mexican. Yeah, it was just categorizing. Uh, you. Oh, you yeah. burned that Mexican. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your name is Dennis. Yeah. Dennis. But it's like some people just, uh, you know, Damn, they're still Mexican. Bro. They're just raised different. I yeah, know, dude. man. I, where you go, said, man, we don't care where. If you look like Canelo or you, if you look like Tyson. If you're, you, you're gonna be down. That's, yeah, it. that's it, man. I'm pretty sure, man. If if she were to go down, even like if a person didn't grow up in our hood, I'm pretty sure he'd be the first motherfucker to step up hard. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was one time I was being headquartered in Florida, and I thought I was the only Mexican up there, right? Some little black fool was flipping me off, and I told him, "Oh, you want two fingers up your ass? Okay, I see. I thought you wanted one up your ass." Cause he was flipping me off, so that well, I went like this. So you want two fingers up your ass? And everybody started laughing. He goes, how many do you want? And I was going like that. And he came charging at me, bro, like a wild man. And right away, three Bolivians stood up. Bro. <laughs> Who I thought were white. <laughs> he goes, nah, go, nah, coño. You got to stay back, homie. Like, oh, day. shit. Oh. Little, little pockets of all Latinos started standing up, bro. Like, Sorry. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're Captain, here. my Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I forgot to tell you. Thank you for suggesting that place to uh, f- to get married. Me we and were my- just talking about. Yeah, I was just thinking about it in my head. Yeah, me and my girl are. Uh, we're gonna get. We're, we rented that place. We're gonna get married. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So you still are ready. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great spot. I love it. It doesn't need any decorations. It doesn't need no decorations, bro. Yeah. It has all the lighting. Yeah. And. The, it'll be a good tax write if you if you're into that stuff. Oh, yeah. Because the, it, well, no. also the money goes to the arts the, the programs art and stuff like yeah, that yeah. instead of just. It's one of the main pocket. reasons we did it. Yeah. Man, if anybody out there, man, you want to get married, man? The, what, what's the name of it? Oh, oh God, it's I'm so high right now. Eagle Rock. It's the Eagle Rock uh, Arts. I think it's called the Eagle yeah. Rock Arts Center. So yeah, bro. You, you can Colorado. fucking have that shit catered by Tommy che- Cheeseburger right across the street. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're going to do an in and out truck. <laughs> yeah? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We were thinking, I was thinking about a truck sort you of wanna, thing. I, know, I know another, I don't know if you have vegan friends, but I know some people that show up and have a vegan taco stand. Ooh. All right. 
Yeah. Shout out to Organics LA. Mm-hmm. No, they don't do catering anymore, but plant food for people do. Plant food for the people. Veganitos, and shout Vegatinos. out. Give a shout out to the people that Vegatino, hooked us up. Yeah, Vegatinos, by the way, they made the bombest birria. Uh, and what else jack did they fruit, have? Jackfruit, bro. Tamale. Mm-hmm. They had those you know Guatemalan like tamales. Mm-hmm. But it was not made with goat. It was made mm-hmm. with jackfruit, but the oh, recipe's wow. all the same because the guy is from Guadalajara. And he said, this is my family recipe. Did you taste any of it? No. No. Oh, yeah. It was in that room for hours. But they had it on some warming trays. It was good, man. And East of the River came in and ate. Everybody ate. They loved it. East of the River. Only one of those people was vegan. Bro. They loved it. I never. um, Frank, you know what happened to you guys, man? When you first started Hollywood and, like you say, you jump into anything you want to do, bro. When I was working at Waldo's Comedy Station, that's where I met Johnny Sanchez. Mm -hmm. I met Willie Barcena, (laughs) Carlos Oscar. This was before Latino Night. Some motherfucker, bro, convinced me to join his comedy group. <laughs> improv, improv group, right? Improv group, bro. <laughs> and we would meet every Saturday, bro. And uh, all the people would be dressed like, we're going to do like a cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> and they were dressed in black all the time. And then it goes, I didn't want to dress like them because they were all idiots. But um, <laughs> it was funny, man. We were really practicing sketches in the park with a bunch of homeless people, bro. And I was embarrassed, bro, because I'm not, like, I'm not shy. I'm good at stand-up, but I'm pretty good into the nerve of stand-up. But to do, like, perform in front of another performer, I'm not wasn't ready, right? And, the, and that fool name killed me, bro. The group name. The group name. You know that you have yeah. improv name? Guess what yeah. our name was? Gulliver's huh? Travels. We were the, the Hollywood Schizos. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! But schizos <laughs> like skits. I, I, I never oh, told anybody. That's funny. That's great. But um, that's a great improv. Oh my god, dude! But <laughs> in the park like that, I everybody was time. crazy. Uh, one of the guys that was in our group, his, his claim to fame was he was that first cop that got killed in Terminator Two. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a great that credit. Was a by the credit. Way. His name is Tennessee Tuxedo or whatever. Bro. Oh, yeah. You know him? He's from the yes. TikTok show. Yes, I do know him. Yes. You He's know fucking him. so weird. I was in, he was in a, I was in a sketch group with him and three other crazy guys. Oh, my God. Are you sure that just, are you sure you just weren't like, in, like they weren't just practicing for the Ding Dong show and you just showed up <laughs> to like a Ding Dong practice? Wow. Imagine, dog. Damn, he said these fools were crazy. It was like, goddamn, this fool clicked on it. Yeah, he saw, he's part of the Ding Dong show. Yo, yeah. All yeah, those fools yeah, are crazy, no? Yeah, they all might just, you, they were all just <laughs> schizophrenic. <laughs> but yeah, man, he, like they're on the verge of craziness. Man, the Ding Dong show, one of the guys, they got with an American Mo Wani, bro. What? One of the guys, Murdered if you, you ever talk to Don Barris, ask him, in the 19, in the, in the late, in the early 2000s, late 90s, there was a story about a kid that was molested. When he was like 12 or 11 years old by a man. And then later on, he was molested again, bro. Like they, they drugged him, him and his homies, and they had sex with him. And then this fool called him up and told him that, um, yeah, man, I was thinking about you. Let's meet up somewhere. And he got the guy to admit molesting him as a 12-year-old. And then as a, an adult on tape and got Holy the fool arrested. Holy shit. And they did a fucking story about him. And they had a picture here with a ding-dong show. Oh my that god. That was him? He was on the Ding Dong show, but but not he was he was not the guy I was working with. But the guy that was arrested for molestation was on the Ding Dong show. Damn. Oh Hell no. That's crazy. 
That's yeah. nuts, man. And, That's they fucking, and then they 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 were embarrassed, you know. Yeah, like the guy was a great tr- was a great performer, and <laughs> <laughs> he's all having him up. Huh? Well, he was always on time. We still do, <laughs> we still do our show. On, Never had a problem. With them. Uh, real nice guy to hang out with, you know, out of the way. Who was the bubble? Who was the <laughs> Child Molester from the Ding Dong Show. But that, those songs he just does at the end of the show are fucking real good. Yeah. Child Molester from the Ding Dong Show. I've had some of the best, uh, like, working late at night in the OR, especially on Potluck. Don will go up at the night, at the end of the night. It was just, I've had, like, those have just been some of the most memorable nights. We're just seeing Don get into trouble or just see him fuck with the crowd or, like, him doing, like, the band at the end of the night. I've, I, Dude, there's been a few nights where, like, I've gotten so hammered that I'm just like, wow, what happened? And like, my friend will text me pictures of me just with my shirt off, playing guitar in the band. And I'm like, oh my god, it's a, it's a, it's a good old time. I, I remember yeah. um, hanging down the back. I think I don't know if you were there. And Don Barrett had a brand new bow, and he told somebody to hold it and don't break it. But as soon as he walked away, man, he 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 didn't even walk away far enough to hear it fall. It fell. It broke, dude. We had no bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you're trying to get stoned and no one has the lighter or someone breaks the bowl. So many people now want to get into a comedy store just because they have weed, huh? Yeah, that's the biggest thing is people in they're the back. In yeah, they're just like, oh, I got some weed. Can I, you know, can you give this to, I, I've had, Shafir does this on his podcast. He'll do this thing called give a, give a door guy a nug. He'll like give a nug to a door guy program is what he calls it. <laughs> so there'll be times, I remember like working at the store and just be chilling and someone will be like, here you go, and just give me weed. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're just like, Ari says hello. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much, Ari. here. But, yeah, people always try to go and sneak in the back and smoke weed because that's where everyone hangs out to smoke weed. What's up with that new red room? Which, uh, the, the, the back bar? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the private headliners bar. When did that open up? Uh, that opened up, I think, about a year ago maybe. It's pretty sweet. It's yeah, nice. It Chappelle loves it. He'll go and, like, you know. Just chill in the back and like rent it out, and it's also nice because like no one, you know, the security usually keeps it pretty tight and doesn't let anyone else go back there. So, who gets to go back there? Uh, headliners, and then just like you know, their guests, paid regulars, employees, and then like if someone big comes back, they usually like shut it down and make sure no one else goes back there. They, you know, they want to keep it for you guys to you know hang out and smoke weed and chill. Chappelle rents it out. Uh, so, like uh, sometimes I think when he does like his specials, he'll like. Ran out the back and just to make sure no one else comes. Say nobody can come back. Yeah, exactly. But also like, cause dude, like working there, like people just sneak back there. Like it's crazy. Like open micers or people that are fans. Like I've just been walking back there and some guy just like walk back and I'm like, hey, and he'll just be talking to like Bill Burr. I'm like, oh, is this like Bill Burr's friend? And they're like, no, he just walked back here. I'm like, what the get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Some kid just like, oh my god, I just walked like I just walked in the back and all of my heroes were there. I just pulled a Rodrigo. Some, some, of the, some, of the, <laughs> some of the podcast listeners, I mean, just because they've been listening since day one, they feel they have a right to walk in there. Yeah, well, 100%. Like you will get clothesline. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Trying to walk up to Joe Rogan, like you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I Surprise get it. Surprise the motherfucker. <laughs> the best is to be undetected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to be there. I've I always seen tell pe- people, man, you want to go see free shows, just tell everybody you open micer. <laughs> 100%. I want to learn. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the one thing is like that's one thing I like the store is that if there's room in the back, they'll still let comics come in and watch because that's you know the whole thing of the store is it's still kind of an artist colony where young comics can go and still do stand up. Although now at the open mics, there's like a hundred and twenty people signing up for sixteen spots every Damn. week. People who woke up and decided I'm funny, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Tell tell people how tell listen because we have some the, listeners the who yeah the process these days of how to start in comedy because a lot of people hit up Felipe asking for oh. like I don't know how to start and we try to explain the open mic system but yeah. every club's different so oh, how does the comedy store work Well, I think if you're trying to go to the comedy store for your first time, don't do that. That's like the worst <laughs> thing you could possibly come do. with a customer pay. Yeah, exactly. Come as a customer pay, hang out, watch it, um, watch the open mic, see what it is because what people will do is. People come and sign up for the open mic, and you get to if you get picked, you get to go up in front of the you know coordinator, and it's like that's the first time he sees you, and he'll kind of you know either remember you as being funny or remember you as not being funny and not want to put you up, yeah. You know? So it's like first impressions are always big. Hit up all the mics you can, uh, like write. You know what I mean? Like everyone's always afraid to do the work, and the work is sitting down and writing. You know what I mean? How much should you come with with your very first Half open hour. mic if you get chosen or you want your well, preparing you're to get chosen. Three minutes. There's only a, it's a two minute light, but um, just have like a few jokes and also because a lot of it is like dude, I remember the first like for me it was like I'm pretty shy, so like the first five years was still me just getting confident enough in myself, and then it took it took me winning roast battle to be like oh I am funny. Um, and it might not be the jokes at first. It might be just it's your just your performance, your delivery, because it's still talking in front of people. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um. It's still just talking in front of people. So it's like, you know, be prepared to fail, prepare to suck, because if you're not sucking, you're not doing a good job. But you'll get to a point where you're just better, you know, but also constantly keep working, getting better, going to mics. The more times you hit the stage, the better you will just be. So it's like no matter, you know, everyone's always like, ah, I'm so scared to get into that first one. But it's like, nah, you just got to do that first one and then you're going to eat it and then be like, oh, OK, this is what this feels like. And then you just constantly keep doing it. And don't bring anybody you know. Don't bring anybody you know. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Keep don't tell it a anybody secret. for a while. <laughs> it's a big bad with a little bit inside. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we smoke this here or is this? Nah. No. Okay. I don't know. Could we? No. I wouldn't do it. No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> we have Miklo outside. Yeah, uh, my son's Miklo. outside. Oh. <laughs> the, vape, the vape will disappear. Hilarious. Yeah. I just, That's one thing about the vape. It's just like it's not like burning leaf. Yeah. Huh? Right. I mean, you can still smell it. But I yeah, rewatched. Really I rewatched Blood and Blood Out. <laughs> oh my god we had so Miklo good. on we the show we had Miklo on the show no yeah. way yes, we were lucky to have him oh my ago. god he broke it down yeah. bro and he basically American Me and and uh, Blood and Blood Out are the same movie the same script torn in half torn in half because the the, the original um, American the original American Me before it was American Me before Blood and Out it was like a whole a saga. whole saga oh my god so it was just almost took the one side of version of the of the Mexican version yeah, yeah. of it. It's like the gospel, bro. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's I, different gospels. I had a joke about how it was like uh, blood and blood out, and uh, American Me was like the first and old test or the new and old testament yeah. for yeah. Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to that episode. Uh, Go I back will, and I listen will. to it because he talks about because I think it ended up being three and some hours, Four but hour. it would have been like a six yeah. hour movie. Blood and blood out was cut down to like three and a half hours, but yeah. it was like a six hour movie. Oh my yeah. god, it was a, such a great movie, yeah. and it was produced by Disney. Yeah, really, Taylor yeah, Hackford man. for Disney. You know, yeah. they like movies with character dopey, sleepy, <laughs> Miklo. But really, it was a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was such a good movie. I mean, and I, I I made my fiance watch it, and she was just like, "All right," and like I love that. Uh, Shot caller was great, but um, American Me, like my dad, like we just quote me uh, American Me and Blood and Blood Out all the time. That was like our. I remember. I remember like being a kid, being a kid, and like all of my family sitting down to watch American Me. That's funny. Yeah. 
What you do on holidays, bro? I think okay. I'm gonna introduce. I think I'm gonna introduce Isaac to Blood In Blood Out. Oh, absolutely. Soon he, he can watch. He's it not right. hardcore like American me, man. No, dude, that, American ooh. me when that knife comes out, but it's serious. Oh, bro, that's crazy. Well, him having sex with her the first time too is all weird. Yeah, yeah, that was also like, like, oh, like, what's the, like, yeah. I'll just turn her over like one of my cellies. I remember I was talking to my cousin, and my cousin's been to prison, and I was talking to him, and this is how like I guess like ignorant i was about it but i was just like oh that's so funny they just had like an asian guy in a mexican gang and i was like it was just poor casting he's like no that's how what they had like multiracial people in gangs back then i was like really he was like yeah there was this dude named green eyes when i was in prison and he was just a black guy and it was rolling with us mexicans and i remember when he first showed up i was like who the fuck's this guy and they're like no he's he's cool he's fine he's with us and they're like oh and i was like oh and then i realized like yeah black guys can also be in this gang and i was like oh that's hilarious yeah, Felipe, well, the the projects where he grew up, everybody, it was mixed with yeah. black and Mexican. Like, yeah, there was, and, a, there was Vietnamese, blacks, and Mexicans in yeah, that one gang. Yeah. And um, when you and those guys in prison were it was the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't go to the other side. No, yeah, he had to. He, that was, my cousin said the hardest part about him going to prison was that he had to pick. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he was like, he grew up with his best friend being a black guy. You know what I mean? And that was his best friend through his whole life. So when he went to prison, it was so tough for him to like <laughs> not hang out with black people or to be like, you know, just only be with like Mexicans and stuff. So then when he got out, he actually was like not talking to his friend at all and stuff. So his friend was like, what the fuck, man? And he was just like, oh shit. So he had to like... Change his mentality. Yeah, change his mentality out of it. Crazy. Yeah, man, the politics in there is crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. So what you got? What show do you got coming up? Uh, I'm actually going to be in Tokyo uh, for the uh, roast battle out there. They have oh, like nice. a yeah, they have like a small little That's uh, badass, dude. yeah, they have a small little room, uh, and then they have a bunch of other rooms that I'm going to be doing stand up at. So it's my first time out of the country, so I'm really excited. Uh, and then I got some shows around here, but that's like the biggest one that's coming up. Who are you going with? Uh, it's just me. Did you Tokyo? Yeah, it's yeah. the roast battle. Yeah, yeah, they're having me go out do uh, judge and stuff. It's not part of the Comedy Central mm-hmm. one. It's just like they ha- like there's a room they do a roast battle like people from europe and all that come out and do it and i guess they have a big expat community yeah i had no idea see those shows when are you going through that uh middle of may get me a a giant uh flying robot shirt i will double extra large all right absolutely (laughs) you know flying robot is right yeah that's the um johnny sacco yeah yeah yeah. i know the theme song Giant robot, don't go, please. <laughs> and then uh, I think I'm in Indianapolis in August for a festival. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can catch me on frankcastillo.com, I think is my website. I should, I'm so high right now. Uh, but I post all my dates on my uh, Instagram. Yeah. Frank Castillo. Frank Castillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your process when you're writing for the roast battle? Like, uh, what do you, do, I do turn you have in, a certain process that's different than I, writing other jokes no nah, i turn into like a serial killer uh i like i, I like uh study mode. Yeah, yeah i study them like i listen to podcasts i talk to them i interview them like i ask them questions and stuff then i put their pictures on my wall and then i'll write out like <laughs> premises and then i'll do like looks like jokes and then i'll do like um like thing and then i'll slowly move them as i like write newer things and like make it out and stuff i worked on a, a show that's funny the process that when i when i was working on a show called um I was working with Ada, Ada Rodriguez. Oh yeah, we were t- we we followed a Dominican couple and a Puerto Rican couple, and they were gonna well, they were both gonna get oh, they were gonna marry each other. Mm-hmm. So we got to know the whole family because at the end of the sh- at the end of the wedding, we were gonna roast them at the wedding. Mm-hmm. That was part of the show. It was called a wedding zinger. Wedding Ooh. zinger. So 
I got to know the whole family secrets. And I, and I took a bunch of notes because I was going to roast everybody. And then, um, and then she, we got to know everybody. I hung out with the girls. I hung out with the guys. And um, and we had all, all their photos. And when we were looking for jokes, all right, what do we got? Abuelita right here. She's an old ass bitch, you know. Mm. At first, you just throw anything, bro. Yeah, 100%. She gets something funny. And then we had everybody, bro. But I wrote some good shit. But then the guy, I hope they're not listening, he got caught cheating, bro, <laughs> during the fucking show. So during the, the I show? I was ready, bro, to roast that fool about getting caught cheating. Because that fool on a motorcycle with another chick. And, and those fucking him, And those yeah. chicks followed to her fucking chasing that fool in the car while he was in a motorcycle. Holy shit. None of that made it to the None episode. It. it was like really happening behind the scenes. Oh, did and I think they were thinking of not getting married, right? That was like a... Oh my, did she ever find out? And I then... Um, but the they girl went through that, the wedding. The girl was getting married. She had a sister that was the same age, bro, from another lady. So it was weird, you know, because her dad was there... And she was getting married. His daughter was getting married, but he has another daughter who's the same age. And then that girl has two other daughters. So they have like, she has a, she has a sister. Where's this Alabama? She has a, she has two older sisters. Jersey. And a sister who could be a twin from another, a stepsister who's the same age as her. They were all the half sister, yeah. So um, when I was up there, I said, "Man, we got, we got Carlos Figueroa right here. Wow, I'm surprised he's here." We have, we have his daughters right here, his daughter from his other lady, and um, his other baby mama's daughter's over there, and, and I'm his son. And everybody died, bro, because they motherfucker the player. Johnny Appleseed over here. Because they would have whooped my ass, dog. Johnny Appleseed. So it was, it was, I had to roast him, bro, but they were not expecting that. Yeah. But the show didn't get picked up. Oh. Yeah, a but I still got to go to Jersey. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man. But the process was the same. We, we put their photos up. Mm -hmm. And just wrote a bunch of jokes, bro. Yeah. A bunch of them. And you see which one's funny. But when, when you the Comedy Central, they approve your jokes or you decided what jokes are good? Yeah, well, for, well, for the finals, they were like, they gave us like some extra cash. They're like, if you, because also some of the people there like had, had just, this is the first time they did Rose Battle. Uh, so they were like, they wanted to make sure the show was good. So like, if you have anyone helping you, or if you want people to help you, like here's some extra money to give to them. So That's I, badass right there. Yeah, that was smart for them, I think. Uh, so I had my boys, Pat Barker, Jay Light, and Dan Nolan, and we all sat together and we just like, we all like worked and wrote and like I dictated, like I was like, this is what I think we should do. And then like we put it together and then at the finals, they had to send them all of our jokes and just so they can approve them, and then they were like, uh, you know, which ones are good, which ones are not. Not which ones are good, which ones are not, but what we can say, what we can't say. It was more for legal clearance, right? More for legal like clearance. Products, yeah. defaming anybody. Yeah, the funniest thing that happened was uh, um, during the finals, remember the SNL thing happened with that writer who made fun of Trump's kid? Yeah. And then she got fired? Yeah. So that happened, and my boy Dan Nolan is like, hey, you should do this joke that I wrote. And I looked at him, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. He was like, no, you should do this joke because I think it's it's perfect. And uh, I was you like, all it, right. right. And I did it, and it was the best joke. And a Republican uh, blog picked it up and wrote about it because they said they're like this is how you write a joke. They're like this is how like this is how you write a joke making fun of Trump without making fun of Trump. And then like they compared the two. They like the SNL joke and then this joke and the joke that he wrote was um uh, Anna's uh, Anna could pass for a Trump. She's got the body of Ivanka, the brains of Melania and her womb is barren. <laughs> and it's just, you know, just a play on words and stuff, but they like loved it and like after that <laughs> the county center came down they're like, "All right, uh, if you guys can, please, no more Baron Trump jokes. And we were just like, oh. I was like, are you saying we can't make those jokes or that like we shouldn't? And they're like, 
we're just asking you guys politely to not. And we're like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, shit. That's crazy. Weak. <laughs> Shit's serious. Yeah, man. I was like, hey, got one in. That's great. <laughs> What's, what, you, what you got coming up, bro? Dinner? Lunch. <laughs> Any shows? Uh, the 28th in April, though. That's what they're at, these slappers. Yeah, he says starting a new podcast called uh, There She Goes Podcast. No. <laughs> no? There you go. No, I was going to start a podcast. But I'm after, not sure. After Rizopedia. So you heard of Rizopedia. I want a Listopedia. Yeah, I'll just post all the questions everybody asks me when yeah, they Google do, uh, them. Because uh, I have a text uh, full of we're questions. We're going to do an uh, enchilada casserole because people have been asking me on the road. <sighs> people keep asking for enchilada casserole. We're just so busy. <laughs> but also... We uh, got two rabbits now. I know. I got, we got another rabbit. Nice. Rescued. He's we have so a new awesome. rabbit, bro. Grover. I just wanted to give uh, another shout out to Vape Exhale. That's V-A-P-E-X-H-A-L-E dot com. Use promo code FOOL, F-O-O-L, at checkout. And you can get 10% off. That's just like a bong vaporizer in one. Like, doesn't exist anywhere else. I think they should give us one, man. (laughs) Vape exhale. It's good. Even Megan got a a contact hire over there. Megan? You mean uh, Emma? Emma. What did I say, (laughs) Megan? I'm sorry. I'm like, who's Megan? Here. Curtney. Oh, man. I just want to say, bro, before you go, bro. What's up, dog? I fucking love the Mike Tyson mysteries. It's the best show. So great, right? Fucking hilarious, man. So funny. Because Mike Tyson doesn't even have to act. He's acting like himself. (laughs) Like, he says shit that I will say at a meeting, bro. Like, what what, this guy He says shit that you have said in meetings. All right. (laughs) He goes, he goes. That fool's like this, man. They're talking to him, and he don't know what they're saying. He was taking notes. He goes, hmm, all right. Oh, yeah? All right. Then he goes, give him a second to talk about this outside. Yo, man, I don't know what the fuck he said. Get the fuck out of here, right? He says, yeah, I didn't understand one word of that shit, so let's, I propose we get the fuck out of here. <laughs> is it's that how so, it is in the meetings? Felipe, sometimes in meetings when I hear these people with buzzwords or like, uh, we need some ramp up time. Oh, we're gonna circle back and all these buzzwords, you know, these, you know, corporate words and stuff. And Felipe, I could just see this glossed over look, like I'm not paying attention because they lost me with <laughs> all this speak, like all mm-hmm. the stuff they're used to saying around the office or in emails to other agents and stuff. They'll use it in the meetings. He hates meetings that don't go anywhere. Meetings that I hate meeting an Asian just for drinks after we're not going to talk about nothing. I don't yeah, he you. didn't do that. He didn't like to <laughs> hang out. He didn't want any of that. So all these people try to get in their foot in the door with like, let's hang out, let's have a drink. Like he doesn't do any of that. So oh, yeah, he's yeah. not going to meet with you. And then when you are his agent, he still doesn't want to hang out and have dinner or lunch or drinks unless it's going to lead to something. Do we really need to discuss something? But it's like watching watching Mike Tyson mysteries. It's like watching like, Felipe. Let's, let's and, not waste. Um, Let's not waste your percentage on a dinner on me. <laughs> That's true, too. That's so. Yeah, yeah. man, because lately, like, uh, like, um, we, we, like we, were talk, we were talking before the show with, with um, Fraser Smith. I sold out four shows at the Novo Theater. Nice. 6,500 people. LA represented. Hell yeah. yeah. And now, uh, so, all these motherfuckers hitting me up, bro. Oh, we've been big fans. UTA. A lot of agents. Oh, yeah. so what are they trying to just... Swoop, bro. Trying to swoop. Poaching. Trying to, oh, trying to sign you to something Because you know agents don't help people who need the help. No, of course not. Like, nobody knocking at your door right bro, now. Oh, well, I, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, but they're it was, still waiting. <laughs> well, they should, already, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. only staying there because... I'm, yeah. I'm only staying... I'm not staying there. They shouldn't, 
but they should. They, they should no, be no, no. knocking they your fucking door to, right now. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I, I, I got a manager after Rosebud. This is how crazy it was getting a manager for me. Like it was like confetti was falling. They handed me the trophy, and then I got like a tap on my shoulder, and they were just like, they were like, this <laughs> is who we represent. What's blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, they're like, this is who we represent. Uh, we'll 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 have a meeting. Uh, we'll give you guys a call. I was like, oh, you don't have my number. They're like, we'll get it, and they just left. And I was like, this <laughs> is fucking creepy. Yeah. And then a bunch of people hit me up, and then um yeah, but agents are just different. They're tougher to get a, a hold of, and. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, managers come are easy, around. but once you get an agent, dump the manager. Yeah. Unless you really, I mean, honestly. Yeah, it's not to say that, but once you get a, an agent, they're going to handle you across the board. They say the big agencies, like, they're going to handle your special appearance. They're going to handle your acting, your your um, development. Your development. They're going to handle your voiceover. They're going to handle um, your, liter- liter- your li- literary. Literary. Yeah. If you want to write something, pretty much what, what, what is the manager going to do? Yeah, man. Um, be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if, some people do need direction and do need that manager. But mm-hmm. if you really, you already know what direction you want to go, mm-hmm. just go for the book, yeah. the person who can book yeah. you. I just need a young agent. Though. Yeah, I love my manager. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Agents are tough, uh, but they will not touch you until you're making a certain amount of money. Exactly. Yep. And then they start hearing stuff, and oh, we have been light. We have been fans since the beginning. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was um, yeah, I have uh, Freddie Soto's old manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worthy Patterson, uh, Jeff Chetty. Jeff Chetty. Oh, Jeff Chetty, I don't know Jeff Chetty. sounds like Cheddar. Cheddar, <laughs> yeah, what's up, fool? Okay, Ari, I told you guys we we're gonna be at this week, yeah, man. But I'm almost where am I coming back to, huh? Levity Live, right? In October, oh, in Oxnard, no, in West Nyack, West Nyack, in West Nyack in October. What's up, Rodrigo? Got that wave going and shit? <laughs> yeah, man. Letting it grow, dude. Give us some Joy Coco. You know what I'm saying, cocksuckers? It's time for you guys to start checking out the Yeah Man podcast, episode 37 with Elvis Cortez from the Transplants. <laughs> Have a wonderful year. I give a little rant about people getting passed for be- doing social media. <laughs> well, one thing you guys got to work on, guys, is uh, the social media game at this club. And uh, well, Joey Cole was doing it. Yeah, oh, I was like, who's sorry. <laughs> Who the fuck was that? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Give me another name. I was like, yeah, oh, Joey Coco deal right about people getting passed for doing being social media. Let me tell you something right now, cocksuck. <laughs> Grab that fucking phone and hit yourself in the fucking head with it. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> What's up with a little short rant there? It's a sentence, but we'll take it. What's up, fool? Rodrigo Torres right here Frank Castillo Check him out At Frank Castillo On Instagram Lisa right here As Barza Getting ready to start Her own podcast There she go podcast. I think I'm calling Girl School Girl Ooh school. that's nice Like the old so, B movies you know? So sexy yeah. Girl School the X What's up fool <laughs> <laughs>